0: Superheroes. We love the idea of heroes, and this is nothing to be ashamed of or shocked or, or. I mean, this is, dude, they're awesome. They're awesome. We look at that and we're like, I bet if I worked out, I could do that, right? Uh, like you, you just like. I remember watching one, and it was like Captain America was like punching this punching bag, and I was sitting there eating popcorn and just like, what am I doing? <laughs> it's just like. I bet I could be that dude, you know, because we see ourselves in that. We're like, man, I want to be that. We're drawn to heroes. We're, we're attracted to that. And, and if not the heroes themselves, then we're drawn to the story. And we love the story of, uh, of the good guy overcoming something and he, and he defeats it. I mean, it's cool. He gets beat up a little bit, right? I mean, we all secretly, don't tell me, we all secretly have our own little supervillain that we like. Mine's Venom. Uh, So, you know, you like to see him beat him up, but then that makes it even better when the superhero comes back and he wins. Um, And then really what we see is, the reason why we love those stories so much is that's actually in us. That's built into our hard drive. Um, not necessarily to love the Marvel movies or the DC movies, but this idea of this heroic character uh, saving anyone or anything. Uh, and, and obviously the, the story of humanity, the hero of that story is God himself. And so what we're doing in, in the foundations is we're looking at what are the foundational beliefs in Christianity? And we're thinking, man, where do we start? And one, one way to start, um, I'll tell you in a second. So I'm going to need your help with this one. Um, mm, yep. There it is. I don't know if the clicker works. Yes. So this is who? Superman. Superman. Okay. The before? Was was that Batman before? No, good. Who do I have to point at it? No. no? That would have been cool to know before I started doing this, right? That would have been pretty sweet. It's just over here. Just any, just any general direction. Who's that? That's a tough one. Who's that? No, close though. Close. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say, no, it's not Jean Grey and it's Phoenix. I'm not going to do that. It's another X-Men character, though. Does anybody know? Rogue. Yes, that one's Rogue. That one's a little bit tougher. Who is this one? Black Panther. Dude, he is, dude. When he rolled up, I was like, yes. Yes. Right? Okay. Let's see who's next. I didn't even show you a superhero and you knew who that was. Exactly. Right? So, right there, I just showed you a logo, or a shield, or an object, and you're like, boom, that's Captain America. So, our minds are, are, we already know. We don't even have to look at the superhero, and our minds go, boom, superhero. Right? Okay, with that, who's this? He goes by Hugh Jackman on the streets. Uh, But yes, he did play the Wolverine character. So, you see what I'm saying? Um, This is we're, we have this within us, this, this superhero mentality, and I love it, and, and I love that that's become a big thing, uh, and that's what I wanted to show us today. that That's a huge thing is we love this idea of the hero, um, and this is really the story of God in the Bible and, and what he does, but sometimes we get a um, um, uh, the wrong kind of perception or notion of God, and sometimes we think, God is kind of this cranky old man, and he's kind of disappointed with us, really. He's kind of like, hey, when you get it right, uh, then you can come to me. Um, and man, that's, that's, that's not at all the God that we see in the Bible. That's not at all the God that we see in the Bible. God isn't, um, he, he's not angry at you, and, and it's not, hey, clean yourself up and then come to me. It's, it's come to me and let Jesus do that for you. And so sometimes we think that this is God right here. Also, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, That was funny when I made this, before I made it serious. I should have done this and then made it serious. That would have been better. Um, But sometimes we think this is him, and you're just like, "Mm, well, he doesn't seem like a lot of fun. Or I feel like if I have too much fun, then God's going to get mad. Uh, And that's not at all what he is. And so what we wanted to do is we want to look at who God is. And one of the best ways to, to look at who God is um, is to, is to of course, look in the Bible. And what the Bible tells us is that God uh, himself is a trinity. And trinity is kind of where we're going to be around today. And you're like, oh, my gosh. You just said we're going to, like, foundational basic beliefs, and you just busted out the trinity. Some of you are going, what does trinity mean? Some of you are like, my name's trinity. What does that mean? Uh, well, in Latin, it's Trinitas, and it means the number three, Uh, or it means threefold uh, or triad, okay? And so that's where we get this idea of the Trinity, Uh, and the Trinity is one God existing in three persons, and they're all working in perfect unity in relationship, okay? If it's confusing, welcome to the club, okay? Um, I'll kind of get to that in a second. Um, So we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, it's one, three persons that make up one God, okay? It's three persons that make up one God. Sometimes we think of God, and we're like, okay, I know there's God, God, and then it's like, well, then there's Jesus, but then there's the Holy Spirit, and we kind of, we don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit, and this is kind of uh, what it's like a little bit. We're like, Kyrie and LeBron are God and Jesus, and then the Holy Spirit is kind of this guy that doesn't fit in. Like, God and Jesus drop 41 each, and then Kevin Love, or excuse me, Holy Spirit drops two points. And you're kind of like, we don't know what to do with this other person of uh, the Trinity. Uh, we just kind of, it's just kind of like, yeah, like, it's like we want to give them credit, but we don't really know what's going on. Um, and I wanted to, 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 to cut that out. Sometimes we think uh, the Father and Jesus are kind of varsity, and then Holy Spirit's kind of the JV. Um, and that's not at all. It's not at all. It's three persons. They're all equal, uh, and it is all one. So here's some common misconceptions. Some common misconceptions. Uh, So some people will try to come up with analogies, Uh, and the analogies will be like, this one is a very, very common one. It's, well, God's three in one. He's kind of like, you know how water can be like ice, and then it can be like water Uh, and then it can be like steam or gas or whatever it is. That's kind of how God is. And to us, that goes, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, It's not like that. (laughs) It's not like that. I see where people are going with that, um, and I I can see where somebody comes from that, but that's not it. Uh, Another one is we got to be careful. I actually heard a a pretty smart theologian guy say this one time, and I had to be like, hmm, um, so does, has anybody seen, well, I don't know, it's in Greek mythology. I don't remember if it was in Hercules or not, but there's a three-headed dog. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, so I, I looked for pictures and it was like, they were like super evil pictures. So I found the next best thing. If you have a Chihuahua, you must get him this costume. Um, so some, uh, a really smart theologian who I read all the time was somebody asked him on like a, a radio show and was like, what's the Trinity like? And he was like, well, uh, it's kind of like, and he said, whatever that, I don't know, it's some Greek name. It starts with a C or something. Duh. So yeah, uh, that. And he's like, well, it's kind of like that. And I can, I kind of, I kind of see where he's going, but that, that, that's not it either. And the truth is, is all analogies really fall short. Like they really do. And that that kind of makes us a little uncomfortable or even a little bit like, oh, really, right? Because we, we, and we probably are, I think we're the, the, the smartest kind of people to come through because now we have all the technology, we have knowledge at our fingertips, we have everything right there, we can find out anything like that, right? We just got we have this device in our pocket and we can just find out like that. And, and for someone to tell us, no, there's just nothing that perfectly explains it, it's kind of like, dang, Um, and so this is what we have to understand is we cannot fully explain the Trinity because it is who God is. We cannot fully comprehend the infinite God of the universe. The opposite of infinite would be finite. Uh, and that would be us. We're just limited. We're just limited beings. And so for me to be like, Hey, do you understand, uh, you as a finite being understand an infinite God? Um, it's, logically, it just doesn't make sense. You can't do that. That's nothing to hold against yourself, and that's nothing that you should allow other people to hold against you. Because if you could fully understand God, you would be God. And that's it. And I, and I think that should lift a weight off of our shoulders because we always think, if you are a believer and you're in here tonight, you always think that, man, people are going to ask me questions and I don't know the answer, and I don't know. You're a finite being, and he is an infinite God. You're not going to understand everything, and that's okay, right? And here's, here's a question for you. How big is your God if you can fully comprehend and understand him in every single possible way? And why would you surrender your life over to someone slash something that you know everything about? Again, you would be God, right? I mean, these are, these are some big questions I know. I just went to a three-headed chihuahua and then dropped that on you. I understand. I understand. But it's these things that we have to think about. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you to be okay with, hey, we're not going to understand everything. And I wanted to lay that out on the very first week, on the very first talk that we had. And I wanted us to be okay with that. That doesn't mean that we just kick back and go, well, I'm not going to know anything, so I'm not going to search after everything. Um, Well, no. No. Uh, the, the, the greatest commandment of all when they asked Jesus is to love your God with all your, what? Heart, heart, soul, strength. And Jesus added a fourth. It was mind. He, there, there is a, not that there wasn't another way to love God in the Old Testament. and Jesus was like, hey, I came up with a new one. Uh, it, it was, he was going, hey, we can also love the Lord with, our, with your mind. It's a whole new aspect to fall in love with God. How amazing is that? He just showed us another way. Not that it wasn't already there, but he's 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 either reminding those or or showing people, uh, hey, this is another way that uh, you can either learn about me um, or or fall even more in love with me. Um, and so we're going to look at a few verses here, and I'm going to try to move pretty fast. Um, and these verses, what I'm showing you, kind of these are just just a few of the many in the Bible that show us that uh, there is that God is a Trinity. Now there's nothing in the Bible like there's not a verse that was like, Jesus did this, by the way, God's a Trinity. And then Jesus moved on. Like there's nothing in the Bible that says those actual words, but, um, that goes for a lot of things. And we can just look at the Bible and go, well, yeah, I'll show you how. So the first one's going to be Genesis chapter one. You don't have to go further than the first verse of the first chapter of the first book. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Boom, right there, we have uh, we have it that there's God and there's also the Spirit of God. So we have an idea right there in the first two verses of the Bible. Okay, this is just a few verses later. We're still in Genesis chapter 1, by the way. I bet we've read this so many times. A lot of us have read this so many times and didn't even recognize this. Or maybe you have. Then God said, let us make man, parentheses H, in our, I don't know what that is. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. It doesn't say And God said, let me make man in my image after my likeness. He says it three times. He says, our. Hmm. Interesting. First chapter of the first book of the Bible, Genesis 1. Let's see what else we got. Okay. We're skipping a couple books here. We're going to the book of John. Now, John chapter 1. Again, the first few verses of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. That's capitalized for a reason. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. I read that again. And this is another thing that we've read like a ton of times. But Look at what it's saying here. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So we have this, there's a distinction there, but there's also a oneness. Okay? Hang with me. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Okay? Here's another one. Okay, here's a few more. You got John chapter 8 verse 58, um, a lot of people say, well, Jesus never said, I'm God. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Uh, John chapter 8, verse 58, Jesus is in, in, in front of a ton of people, and they're asking him who he is, and he says, before Abraham was, he says, I am. And I am is capitalized. Where else did God reveal himself as his name is I am? Where at? With who? with the burning bush, with Moses, right? Jesus just says, I am, and it's capitalized, right? So Jesus identifies himself there as God. In Acts chapter five, verses three and four, Peter says, hey, uh, when you lie to the Holy Spirit, you're lying to God. It doesn't say it's like you're lying. It says you're lying. When you lie to the Holy Spirit, you're lying to God. That's equating the Holy Spirit with God. Matthew 28, 19. Does anybody know what those ver- that verse is? If anybody says, what's Matthew Matthew 28. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to tell me or you're just going to? Okay. Starts with a G. Yes. Okay. He didn't tell me who it was. He quoted it. I love it. Yes. The Great Commission, it says, just like uh, Nick told us, go, therefore, um, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It didn't say baptize them in the name of God and or the Father and those other guys if you want. It says Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, so to wrap it up, we have the Trinity. It's one God existing in three persons. They're equal in nature, yet distinct in roles. Right? The Father is our Heavenly Father. It's different from Earthly Father. Right, We all have different stories as far as that goes, but the Heavenly Father is consistent. The Heavenly Father cannot let you down. He does not want to let you. He loves you. He he is unable to let you down. Not only does he not want to let you down, uh, but he has created you with a purpose, and he loves you, and he's given you specific gifts, and he wants to guide you in the direction that he he intentionally created you for. It's the Heavenly Father. And then we have the Son, who is who? Jesus. (laughs) Goodness, yes, it's Jesus, Jesus. Jesus has always existed, but he was born. That's why we have Christmas. Yes, I know. Yes, he was born as a man. And I don't know. That's, that was the, the gumdrop button, dude. Um, also known as another name that I can't think of right now. So, gingerbread man, thank you. <laughs> right? He was born. He was 100% God and 100% man while here on earth. Okay? Uh, he was the, and he was, Wait, the invisible image of God made visible. That was Jesus. And then the third one is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it. It is a he. It's an actual person of the Godhead. Godhead is another word for Trinity. Okay? Um, The Bible says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The Bible actually says that when we're praying and we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit actually intercedes for us uh, and prays on our behalf. How cool is that? God's not going, hey, if you get the words right, then maybe right? But he asks for our heart and our faith, and the Holy Spirit actually intercedes for us. I think that's incredible. Um, he lives within all believers as a helper. That's from John 14, 16, and Acts 1, 8. He is our helper. He is there to guide us. That's why it's so important to take care of our bodies, um, and to respect them, uh, because the Holy Spirit lives, uh, within us. Um, so to close it out, at the beginning I said that um, I said that God is like the greatest hero, and, and that really got us started off on the right path. But even hero kind of falls short when you're speaking of God, because it's not as if He could lose. And you're saying, well, He died on the cross. Yeah, that was a part of His perfect plan. Right? He had to take on those sins to be our substitute. But was ultimately going to defeat it. It wasn't like we're crossing our fingers hoping. It was a part of his plan to do those things, and he was going to defeat it, and he has, right? And he has. Um, Psalm 103 verse 19 says, and we'll close with this, he uh, tells us that he has created and exercises righteous authority over everything that has and will ever exist. We like these hero stories. Like I said, it was put into our hard drive and we crave those things. And that's not a bad thing at all. We have desires and wants and passions for a reason. We just don't know it yet, but they're all longing for God.
1: We hope that you've enjoyed the message today and that it will be a source of encouragement to you this week. At Champion Forest Baptist Church, we desire to help people make sense out of life through Christ-centered living. And that's because with Christ, we have hope and true satisfaction. The Bible clearly states that all men have offended God by worshiping things He created instead of Him. We have chosen to reject His authority in our life and look for satisfaction in things He created instead of Him which is ultimately pointless given that He is truly the only thing that can satisfy us completely. He is the perfection of everything we seek. The problem is, though, that once we have sinned against Him by turning to these other things, a gap is created between us, not allowing us to access Him anymore to find this satisfaction. God's character demands that our rebellion be accounted for before He forgives us. And this is the beauty of the message of Jesus. Christ is perfect in every way. He never rebelled against God, and he took upon our punishment on himself so that we could be reconciled to God and be fully satisfied in him, gaining eternal life. We need Jesus because without him, we are without hope, both in this life and for eternity. Turn to Christ alone for forgiveness and find satisfaction fully in our great God. Once again, thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you soon.